What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Chris Bolton. Back again with the checkup with Chris Bolton. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Man, I know it's been a minute since I dropped a pod. I know it has. I, I hope y'all been bearing with me. I'm sorry, okay? I'm sorry. You know, hey, I've been dealing with life. You know what I'm saying? But now, for real, though, just, just had to get back adjusted to a, a change of schedule. Things ramped up in my own primary work life. I uh, had, a, had a couple special projects I really needed to divide my attention towards. Making sure they came out A1. Everything was smooth on that. And plus, man, it's just been a lot going on in our world. I, I hope everybody listening, I hope y'all taking care of y'all mental. You know what I'm saying? Just just taking, taking a step back. You know, being able to recharge when you need to. Because it's a lot going on out here. It's, just, it's, it's really tough. Um, and just since we're talking about, you know, everything that's going on in the world with the, the police brutality and how, how just how things are for us black people, me being a black man, you know, I just hope that everybody takes the steps to be on the right side of change. The world is changing. Whether you, whether you want it to or not, things are changing right now. So make sure you do your part to be on the right side, whether it's uh, signing petitions, going out and protesting, voting, uh, donating, whatever it is that, that, that you feel is best for yourself and, and what you is, is best for you. Be sure to be out here doing it. So, but yeah, man, just things. Reason it's taking a minute for me to drop another pod. Just had to had to get things together on my side of town, on on my end. And sometimes you gotta take a step back. And so of course, you know, getting back into the groove of things. You know, some news came out. Of course, the NBA draft, the NBA season will be starting back July thirtieth, and then the draft is gonna be all the way isn't until October. So we got a little time. So, you know, it's okay to take a step back. And now I can get back into things. But the thing I want to get into today, I got I got my I got an idea. I started thinking. I was like, you know, maybe I should do a series of pods where I'm the GM. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to be. I would love to be a GM for a team. And we we break down the whole process of who we feel like will be our best pick at what spot, what we should do, who we should trade, this, that, and the third. So I'm gonna go ahead and put my GM, my GM draws on today. Got my GM draws on. I'm gonna be a GM, I'm gonna be a general manager. First team I'm gonna be a GM for. You already know it. The Golden State Warriors. It's my squad. But no, honestly though. We um the Warriors had the worst record in the NBA up to this point. So I'ma just do things from worst to best in when in uh in terms of teams in the draft lottery, regardless of because we hadn't had we hadn't had the lottery yet to determine the order, so I'ma just go by record. And so first up, the Golden State Warriors. Now, a little bit about Golden State. This past season, whew, well, I say this past season, this current season, 
15 and 50 record. It was, it was rough out there. It was rough out there. Of course, Steph Curry had an injury early into the season. Klay uh, Thompson tore his ACL in the NBA Finals last season. Hasn't played any minutes this year. Uh, Draymond Green, he had injuries himself throughout the season. D'Angelo Russell, he was acquired, traded. Uh, Kevin Durant, of course. He tore his Achilles. He left to go to the Brooklyn Nets. A lot of change, a lot of turnaround, a lot of different guys seeing roles that they don't wouldn't normally see on this team for Golden State this past year. Um, the offensive rating dead last in the NBA, thirtieth in the NBA. You know, it wasn't the offense wasn't just what it, what it normally was. Uh, defensive rating twenty sixth in the NBA. Offensive rebounding percentage, 26th in the NBA. Uh, True shooting percentage, 27th in the NBA. Blocks, 20th in the NBA. Need to improve on blocks. Three-pointers made, 27th in the NBA. And, of course, next season with a healthy Steph Curry, a healthy Klay Thompson, those things will change. Offensive rating will definitely not be dead last in the NBA next season. That's that's going to change for sure. You know, uh, so things are going to be on the up and up next year. But before we get to that point, we need a draft. And we also let's just take a look at the roster. So I already, I already mentioned some of the some of the big names. Uh, this team also has. Let's see. Kai Bowman. Marquise Chris, these uh, Steph Draymond, Damian Lee, Kevon Looney, Eric Pascal, Jordan Poole, uh, acquired Wiggins in the D'Angelo Russell trade. Juan Toscano Anderson, he's been a solid player for Golden State when he stepped in. So there's some young pieces here. Some a few good young pieces that 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 can solidify and make up that bench. Uh, of course, guys like Kevon Looney, he's a solid solid backup big man. Pascal, you know Eric Pascal, he's he's shown himself to be well. Jordan Poole is talented. Kai Bowman has had flashes. A few young good young pieces on this team. But when we look at the the Warriors as they possibly have a chance to have a a top pick, the number one overall pick. We're going to go through what they should do and if they do have that said pick or if they get maybe a a fifth, sixth overall pick or just, you know, or even drop even lower in the lottery. Maybe they trade themselves down what they should do if they trade down. Now, they say they do have the number one overall pick. I'm the GM for the for the Warriors. We have number one overall pick. Immediately, first thing that comes to my mind is we need a center. Now, do you want to draft just because you need a center? Do you want to draft a center just because you need one? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. You wanna you do want to get the most talented and probably the best player. However, the thing about this draft is there are 
no guaranteed all-stars. There's some drafts where you just know, man, like, you know, you just know, you just know the top, some of the top guys are going to be that guy. That's not necessarily the case with this draft. Even some of the top prospects like LaMelo Ball, could he potentially be an all-star one day? Yes. Or he could pan out to be, I don't know, maybe like Ricky Rubio, extremely gifted passer, but doesn't become much more of that. Can't, might not be able to get his jump shot together because we know Melo, his mechanics, they, they rough around the edges right now. They're going, they're going to reinvent his shot. They're going to fix it up. Um, other guys, other talented players like Anthony Edwards, extremely gifted physically. Uh, great strength and finishing ability at the cup. Uh, he, he looks the part, but he also, he just, he settles a lot. There's worries about is, does he really is, is does he really really want this? Can can he does he really know basketball? Is he gonna be able to to make that leap? So, cause the tools are there, all the tools, the skills is there, but is he really a basketball player or is he just someone who's good at basketball and just plays basketball? So that's some of the question marks. There's a lot of question marks about the prospects. There's no guarantee in this draft. So looking at some of the prospects, though, first player that comes to mind for me as the as GM for the Warriors that I'm very intrigued by is Onyeka Kongwu out of USC. Like I mentioned, the Warriors need to start in center and Okongwu, he can come in and be that. Uh, 6-9, a little undersized as, as, a, as a center, but in today's basketball, I mean, the big man is, the big man isn't really, isn't what it used to be anymore. You know, you don't really see teams building around bigs like they used to. That, that used to be the staple. You had to have you a franchise center if you go in a championship. We've seen recently that's, that's not how the league operates and works anymore. So, him being 6'9 is not too much of a concern for myself. Um, Onyeka is just a, a very good player. He has a high floor. You know, you know he's going to come in. He's going to work hard. He's going to rebound. A great offensive rebounder, something we've already noted that the Warriors will need to improve upon next season. Uh, has a very, very a quick twitch jump, you know, Quick twitch jump can get off the floor very fast. Will snag boards. Average three blocks a game at USC. So he's going to get blocks. He's a he's a great defender. When switched onto guards on the perimeter, he will be a, he has good, very good lateral quickness. Can hold his own. Will call some will call some guards to to have to settle and miss shots. They just won't blow by him and get to the rack. He's gonna hold his own when it comes to switching, playing perimeter defense, which is very needed out of your big man in today's league. If you want to be a big man who stays on the floor, it will very much help your case if you can switch onto guards or forwards and hold your own. Um, <clears throat> very nice hands. A lob threat, very explosive, great dunker, uh, great roll threat. Has to improve upon his shot. 
Um, he didn't really shoot many threes in college. Uh, is yet to be seen if his range can you know, extend to the three-point line. That's something I'm sure whatever team he ends up on, they will try to work with that and, and see if he can groom. they can groom him into a good shooter. Form has a nice touch. His form isn't the prettiest. Uh, that that teams will work on his form with him, but I think there is definitely room for his jumper to improve. And I think he'll I think it could be kind of like how it was for Serge Ibaka, where when Serge came into the league, his first few years, he became a, a great 18 foot shooter. And eventually, um, he eventually Serge Ibaka became someone who can knock down threes from not even just the corner, but from the wings and up top as well, top of the key. So we'll see if Okongwu will have maybe that same transition, but maybe knowing how the NBA is today, instead of just them trying to work on him having a mid-range shot, they will you know speed up the process to where he, they're going to try to get you into knocking down threes. That's that's what it's all about now. Teams want to hit the three ball. It's all it's all about the percentages. The analytics. Alright, it's all about the schematics. We want three balls. Um I had to take a sip of some water real quick. But yeah, I like Okongu. I think at USC he was underutilized when it came to his playmaking. Um he compares similarly to me to, to Bam at a bio. I mean, when you go back and watch Bam at Kentucky. And again, he played with a lot of talented guys. So the BAM we're seeing in the NBA is nothing like the BAM we saw in Kentucky. He wasn't used in that sense in Kentucky where he could be the the, the five who was bringing the ball up court and actually running the offense through BAM, having him have the ball off dribble, dribble handoffs and looking for back cutters or guys popping out for an open shot and making making that playmaking decision. That wasn't how he was utilized at Kentucky, but he has that ability. Similar with Okongwu. I mean, I've seen seen flashes of him get the ball out on a fast break, bring it up himself, and actually you know, make the right pass or finish himself. Half-court offense, he'll have the ball. He'll get a three-point line and can drive, drive and kick, or drive and finish. Has some playmaking ability. Has a nice, solid handle for his size. Now, I, I really, I'm really interested to see if a team takes that to the next level, like it can be, and maybe he becomes someone who averages four, five assists and gets you 11, 11, 10, 11 rebounds. So, I think he could fit very well with Golden State in this sense because that's all. That's what that's what the Warriors about: ball movement. Anybody who can be a secondary playmaker uh, to get the ball for Steph or for Clay to get them open shots without them having the ball in their hands will be welcomed and is much needed and will be used well in their offense. So, Akongu is the first person that comes to mind that I think the Warriors will give. I myself, you know, being the Warrior GM right here, I will give strong thought to. Um, the next player might not be who everybody would think. Of course, everybody 
A lot of people know, discuss LaMelo Ball right here. A lot of people bring up James Wiseman. Honestly, for me, if I'm going to say I'm giving a very hard look at Devin Vassell. Yes, even even if it's a maybe not necessarily number one overall, but if the Warriors have a pick from four to seven, maybe even three to seven, four to seven, three to seven, I'm giving a hard look at Vassell because. Like I mentioned, there's nobody who's just screams out all star. And right now, the Warriors are in the window of trying to win a championship this upcoming season. After this draft, this very season, they're trying to win a chip. Your window is right now with Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and before Draymond Green falls off the cliff and his he's not what he, he's not he's not effective anymore. While Draymond is still a very productive player. This is your time. Yes, you want to set yourself up for future to be able to win in the future. But right now, the end all be all goal is to win championships. You want to win again this year while your window is here, while you still have a, a, a possible MVP player, while you still have another guy who's normally an all star could possibly be all NBA. This is your time. And so you want to get a piece that fits with them seamlessly. I think Vassell would be a great, a great fit in Golden State. Now let's look at it like this. Vassell, 6-7 wing, can play the two or the three. Him and Clay interchangeable in that sense. Now, right now, the Warriors lineup would be Steph, Clay, and Wiggins. I don't know about y'all, but from what I've seen from Wiggins, I don't think you should just bypass the thought of drafting someone because you have Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins is, he's not the best knockdown spot up shooter. And in Golden State system, I'm not, there's not going to be too much offense with him on the floor with Steph and Clay. Where they giving him the rock and then they're asking him, "Hey, you create, you get the, you get the ball, you go create and get a shot." I think most most of the time it'll be in his best interest to be somewhere spotted up and to be knocking down, catch and shoot shots is what would be asked of him, not for him to go create buckets. We'll, we'll we're gonna let Steph create. We don't need. They're not they're not gonna be saying Wiggins go create. And Wiggins isn't the most effective spot up shooter. Wiggins puts up a lot of he's put up a lot of empty stats over the years. He'll have some numbers and the the Timberwolves will lose. Granted, it's not all his fault. He was playing on the Timberwolves. I ain't I'm not going to put it all on him. I'm just saying what it is. I'm not going to bypass looking at Vassell because Vassell is very efficient. He's going to make the best and most out of his opportunities. You're not going to slide. Vassell will be a great fit. He's going to come in. He is a great team defender. So he's going to raise the whole team's defense. And when we saw years ago, 
The Warriors can be a team that can lock up when they won their first championship. Great defensive team. Who was the piece? They had they had players. Of course, they had Steph, but you had Clay, Iggy, Barnes, Draymond. You had wings, go all long, lanky guys who could defend. But Cell fits that mold. He is 6'9, that wingspan is seven feet. But Cell is a knockdown shooter. Shot 42% from three. Shot nearly 50% from three in conference play. He is a sniper. Very high release. Very honestly, he's very Michael Reddish. I mean, it's we'll see. We'll see if he can reach that. But he's he's similar in the mold of Michael Red, and I feel like if you put him, if you insert him onto Golden State's team, when you when it's Steph creating, when it's that times Clay's gonna be creating, Draymond making the extra click pass. And you swing it to uh, open Vassell, he's gonna knock down the shot at a much higher clip than what Harrison Barnes was doing, especially in the finals. But you insert him into that—that's that kind of role, that that Harrison Barnes type of role. He's gonna take advantage. He is your man. He's gonna lock up on defense. Great active hands. Nice lateral quickness. Now his frame—he's gonna have to fill out his frame. Especially if he'll be defending threes. I think that if you play Vassell and Clay at the same time, it's gonna be times where you're probably putting Vassell on the on maybe the two guard and having Clay on the three. But he's gonna that's gonna happen. No, they're gonna they're gonna fill out his frame wherever he goes in the NBA. He's gonna add another I think he's believe he's like 190 right now. 190, 195. They're going to they're gonna fill his frame out to about 210. He's going to get up to 210. So he's going to get bigger. But he, he also has untapped shot creating ability. Now, right now in his career, if he was to go to Golden State, I don't think that would necessarily ask him to become a, a shot creator. That's something that will develop over time. Maybe in the next... Four years from now, it'll be on display. But as someone who for a team that's trying to win right now, I don't, he, he, he would be the fit. He would be the fit. He doesn't necessarily need the ball in his hands to be effective. And when you have Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, you just need, you need guys who can kind of fill that role. And he can be a, a very... Very high-end role player for them with potential down the line as the guys get older to grow into something more. You know, not to say, I'm not going to sit here and say he's next Kawhi Leonard, but that was, that was the role Kawhi Leonard played. You know, came in, played defense, great defender, able to make Straight line drives off the rotations, off of closeout, became grew into a better shooter. As the Spurs continue to get older, he developed into something that they didn't even know they had. And now we have the Kawhi Leonard we have today. Vassell is not. I'm not gonna sit here and say Vassell is the next Kawhi Leonard by any means, 
But he'll be drafted into a similar situation. Come in here, knock down shots, bust your balls on defense, go 100 miles per hour on defense, hit threes, and we'll continue to work on your game and see what you are four or five years from now. So he's somebody I would take a great look at if I'm Golden State. And another player that I would take a look at is Denny Avita out of Israel. Uh, another wing 6'9 guy, solid athlete, uh, great. He's a very good secondary playmaker. Um, very good secondary playmaker. He's someone who can really fit on any team. You know, uh, I'm not. He's not going to be the only person I bring up for Golden State. There's going to be other teams who are in the, in the lottery who I'll bring him up for. But he was very. He'd be a great fit for Golden State. Someone who, even if they played a small ball lineup, they can slide to the four. Had Draymond at the five, and he has enough athleticism, length, uh, IQ. Offensive and defensive IQ to where he can play that small ball four spot and rebound, bang, and block shots. I mean, he's he's a very good player. I don't see a world in, in the NBA where he is a bad player. He's he's going to be a solid rotational piece at the least for any team for his career. He's gonna be a good guy. He's not a great shooter. Not even, he's not even really he's a he's a decent shooter, a decent spot up catch and shoot guy. They will he, he's gonna have to continue to improve his shooting, but he does come into the league with a decent jump shot. I wouldn't say good, just a decent jump shot. But he's very great at attacking the rim off the dribble, especially off of off of ball rotations, off of closeouts. He's gonna attack the rim and he'll make the right play. Whether it's him finishing at the rack or kicking it out, back out, you know, one, two hard dribbles to the goal. Defense slides over, helps, dump off pass for a slam or kick out pass to the corner. Whatever the right decision is, his IQ is is very good and he's going to make the right play. So he's someone... As a team, as Golden State, you know, as we're currently constructed around Stephen Clay, another player that fits right on in, that can play off of those two guys and get them to rock and get the offense the best shot. So he's someone who also just fits right into the system. So those are those three guys. If I'm Golden State, they're very high. On my list of guys that I'm, I'm bringing them all in for a workout, and we're we're I'm brainstorming with everybody in the in the front office about who, which one of these guys we should take. Uh, some other players that kind of come to mind. I've, I've mentioned Lamelo. Lamelo would be a, would be interesting. You got to give Lamelo a look just off his talent alone. Extremely talented player, the most gifted passer in this draft. Um, has a lot of question marks. Not you know you're concerned about his physicality. He likes to settle for like a lot of floaters, uh, a lot a lot of weird type layups. But he's someone that you have to look at just because of his his skill set. Um, 
And if you can mold him to be able to get a better shot, um, it's going to take the, the load off of Curry to where he can have, be the one with the ball a lot and be swinging it to Clay or getting it to, to Steph off down screens, wherever the case may be. But he'll take the, the point guard playmaking load off of Steph some. So... Uh, someone who has potential to be a, a great two-way player. He sh- he hasn't been the best defender in his time in Australia, but he, like his brother Lonzo, we weren't talking about Lonzo's becoming a, a two-way threat. Nobody really expected this kind of defense from Zoe. If uh, Melo put some weight on, and that the just a natural guy given length he has as a six seven guard might be might become six eight i mean he, that length alone he's going to be able to defend so he has a two-way potential um and an, another player i mentioned wiseman wiseman is someone for golden state if I think from the 7 to 11 range would be a solid pick because Wiseman is very athletically gifted too. Extreme, it just runs the floor extremely well. The the the, the vertical threat, he's the best vertical, vertical threat in the draft. I mean, you, you throw it up there, he's going to go get it. He's going to get rebounds. You know, he's a, it's a cross of DJ, DeAndre Jordan, and, and Andre Drummond, and Dwight Howard. He has, he has, you know, pieces of all those guys in his game and could possibly end up being a, having a nice jump shot. So he could be a very good value pick from 7 to 11. I'm not sold on him at, on defense. I'm not, I'm not the biggest Wiseman fan. But he is someone, if you're Golden State, that you would have to have, uh, you have to give consideration when it comes later in the lottery. And the last player I want to talk about that I would give consideration is R.J. Hampton. I know a lot of people like R.J. Hampton. I know he struggled this past year playing ball overseas. I know he struggled. But when you look at his profile and, and his build and um, the, just the gifts he has, him and Kyra Lewis are the fastest players in this draft. And RJ's just pure straight line ability to get to the rack. He might be the best. It, he he's tough. He is tough. It's gonna to be tough to stay in front of RJ. He can get to the rack and finish. He he has he has some Westbrookie qualities to him. You know he's his shot isn't there yet when it comes to just creating his own shot off the dribble. He's not the pure knockdown catch and shoot guy right now in his career either. I like his form. He has nice touch. I think I think the jump shot will continue to improve. I think he'll get to a point where he'll be become a good shot creator. Um, I like RJ. I like RJ a lot. So he's someone that I think you have to give a look. I mean, it's 
He's he's an athletic freak. Um, he's kind of that tweener size. You know, he's not not super not super tall. He's not just a pure shooting guard. He's he's definitely a combo guard. But when you watch him play, and he takes that one dribble and he's driving, he's put his head down. It looks very it look it looks a lot like UCLA Westbrook. A lot like UCLA Westbrook. Will he become Russell Westbrook? I'm not gonna say that. We did not know Russell Westbrook was gonna become Russell Westbrook. That right there, I we could do a whole nother podcast on just how great of a pick that was from OKC. Cause if you remember that draft, folks were like, Westbrook at four what? Westbrook this high. Nobody saw Westbrook becoming the MVP. He ultimately became the perennial all-star he's ultimately become. So, but I think when we talk about RJ and how he can fit with Golden State, he's someone who, like I mentioned, Golden State's offense is centered around a lot of spacing and ball movement. So you get the ball to RJ off the click, off of some click passes, off the ball, you know, swinging around, moving the court spaced out with Steph, Clay. Now RJ has the ability to get to the rack with no help side defenders. He can just put his, he can make a move and put his head down and get to the rim. I think he'll fit in nicely. Uh, He's not someone that you're going to draft right now and just insert him into the starting lineup. I think you bring him off the bench. I think you play him around 24 minutes a game, 24, 28 minutes a game, depending on you know just how he's performing. I mean, if he is your third guard, your, your first guard off the bench, I think you're doing very well. I think it'll be a good situation for him to come into. This is the same organization that's gotten – Steph and Clay's jumpers to this point, um, so they know how to they know how to teach shooting. Draymond Green became a competent shooter at Golden State, so they they will continue. They will get his shot right. You put him with with Coach Kerr, a very good coach, and I think you know the he might he won't put up all star numbers. He won't put up crazy numbers his first few years, but. He'll definitely be an effective piece and someone who can have an impact these first few years. He can have a, a, a great impact. He could be that piece where similar to OKC when they made their title run had Reggie Jackson come in and he would come in and go balls to the wall, just go crazy, go hard coming off the bench and be that hard-nosed guy who can make something happen, just stick his head down, get to the rack, knock down a few shots, play defense. He could be that guy for, for the Golden State. So I would, I would be interested to see if, you know, maybe just depending on where, where the Warriors fall when it comes to the lottery, what pick they get, if they even take consideration to getting RJ, because I think that would be a nice fit. I would like to see that happen. But so that's why I got those are the players I'm looking at as a GM. If uh, if it's up to me, 
honestly, if I if I'm Golden State and I get if I get the first pick, I'm trying to trade down. I'm trading. I'm trading out the first pick if I'm Golden State. I'm not making it. Nope. Uh, New York. I know y'all want Mellow. We're gonna we're gonna make some trade happen. I'm trading down. Um, if I'm Golden State and I have like the fourth pick. I'm leaning towards taking Vassell or Rokongu right now. I'm leaning towards it. I want to win right now. So, and I'm not, I'm not trusting, I'm not trusting Wiggs. I'm not finna just bypass taking the wing because I have Wiggins. That's not, that's not my logic. That's not my mentality right now. You can even maybe take Wiggins. You can even maybe bring Wiggins off the bench and let him go up against the second some of the bench guys, he might get busy, for real, for real, going up against some the bench guys instead of going up against starters. So that might be another reason to even just take to take Vassell. But my my priority would be probably Vassell, Okongwu, and Avita. Then he's gonna be. Then he would be a nice pick. So if if I'm Golden State from like four on. That's that's how my big board is kind of looking for them. Vassell, Okongwu, Avita, Wiseman, RJ Hampton. Those are the guys I'm looking at. That's all I have for Golden State. I'm going to do this again real soon. Next team, Minnesota Timberwolves. Well, you know, they just got D'Lo. You got cat. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what. We'll see what should be the pick for them. Let me put my GM GM hat on for them. But that's all I got for Golden State. Appreciate y'all tuning in. We're gonna do this thing again real soon. But that's all for this episode of Check Up with Chris Bolton. Y'all be easy out there.